What's up, everybody? It's your favorite girl, Nia Amani, here back with another episode of Brand Like a Girl, the podcast. And today's guest is the magnificent and alluring Amani Rakia. Amani Rakia is a social media strategist. She's a freelancer and a lover of all things mental health, sex, crystals, and honestly, everything in between. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Run Like a Girl. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast and join in on our conversation. Thank you all so much for tuning in and I will see you all in next week's episode. It's Nia Money here back with another episode of Brand Like a Girl, the podcast. And today I have a special guest, my friend, Amani Rakia. Hey, y'all. What's going on? All right. So I'm just going to ask you to tell everybody about yourself. Yes. So a little bit about me. Where should I start? Okay. So I consider myself to be a freelance content creator slash social media strategist. Um, And I have recently moved to Brooklyn, New York. It's been my dream for the longest and I finally made it happen. Um, Previously, I was an editorial assistant at BuzzFeed um, and now I'm just kind of getting away from editorial and doing more social media work. Um, And I'm all about wellness, self-care, self-love, and all that jazz. All of that. All of that jazz. (laughs) All right. So I want you to tell us kind of what sparked your love for storytelling. Hmm. What sparked my love for storytelling? I think for me, it was just the lack of women around me that I had that were open to sharing their stories. Um, and so I really just wanted to be that light for myself and for other women around me who really just needed someone who was very raw, authentic, and transparent about the many things that we go through. Um, I feel like a lot of the things, whether it's, you know, talking about love, sex, relationships, all that stuff is kind of taboo in the Black community. So I really just wanted to be the person to kind of go against the grain and really just talk about what we really need to hear. I like that. I think that's important, too. And that was one of my questions, like, um, what really does motivate you to talk about the things that are, you know, taboo? And, like, do you feel like you've, like, grown since discussing these topics? Because people usually do shy away from talking about sex and love, mental health, and those types of things. Yeah, um, I think what motivated me most was because I knew that I was suffering and stunting my own growth by not having these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think by starting to go to therapy just made me realize that, like, everybody is just, like, so human. And so, like, it's really not that deep to kind of, like not want to talk about it I feel like it should just be kind of like a natural kind of reaction to talk about these things um and I definitely feel like I have grown because I think being more open allows you to kind of now hear the stories about other women and I think you can have those kind of mutual conversations and learn more about yourself based on someone else's story um so yeah I definitely do think that I have grown by having these um conversations so Yeah, I love that. I think that's important, and it's good. Like, yeah, to talk about those things, honestly, because we all have sex. I think, <laughs> but okay, right. we're, all, we're all dealing with something. I think a lot of times we all try to act like we have it together, and I mean specifically in the black community, it's so prevalent there, or just communities of color. 
um, mm-hmm. don't want to address a lot of things that have to deal with mental health sometimes. So I think it is important to see another brown girl wanting to step up and speak of those things. So yes, that. of course. So I know that you work at Sad Girls Club. Yes. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about your experience and how you got involved with Sad Girls Club? Yeah, absolutely. So Sad Girls Club is a woman of color-driven mental health organization, um, and we're based in Brooklyn, New York. And so I've been following the Sad Girls Club for about maybe two years since they started. Um, And then the founder, Elise Fox, she had a speaking engagement at Yale University in Connecticut, which is where I'm from. And so I was like, hey, let me like go ahead and like pop out and see what this is about. So I go there and I'm like chatting with her and stuff like that. And then she comes up to me and she's like, hey, like, how would you like to be involved? And I'm like, what? Me? And so at the time, I was like really, really into like editorial and stuff like that and she was saying how she's looking for someone to kind of like help start up their blog and so she just asked me like do you want to like design the blog do you just want to start this up and I'm like absolutely so literally last year around this time actually was when I kind of started the blog and just pretty much took it from there and it has grown immensely and it's just so therapeutic and fulfilling to just do the work that I do every day with them definitely I think that's really cool so I know you just touched on um well earlier you touched on how you kind of steered clear from editorial and now mm-hmm. you're more so into the freelance what kind of caused that shift yeah I think for me when I was working at BuzzFeed unfortunately I got laid off and I just think that whole corporate environment um, and just being the only woman of color on my team and my voice not being valued um, and the ideas that I brought to the table, I just kind of felt like maybe that may not be my path and there's something else for me to get into. So basically in that time of me being laid off, like I just needed something that was kind of like therapy for me without having to go to therapy. And so um, I like got an iPad and everything. And I was like, wow, like I actually like drawing. I like creating animations. Like I actually like, you know, doing all this stuff on a digital level. And so I was like, you know what? this is actually super fulfilling. So let me see if I can actually like do something with this. Um, And then I just like knew a couple friends who were actually looking for a lot of social media help um, and strategy. And I just gotten a lot of great feedback from the work that I do. And I've gotten a lot of referrals and I have a good load of clients at this point. And so I just feel like this work just feeds me and nourishes me so much more than editorial. I mean, I truly do love telling stories, but I just feel like being able to have that balance of being able to be a writer and do stuff on a digital level um, creatively, I think is perfect for me. I love that. Okay, look at you out here finding your head. Yes. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So how would you say that you brand yourself? Because that's essentially what the podcast is about. So, how would you like how would do you say that you authentically brand yourself I feel like for me, I definitely have gone through a bunch of different rebranding phases. Like there was this one point in my life where I was a beauty blogger and doing stuff on YouTube. And I said, okay, forget the YouTube. Now I'm going to blog. Now I'm doing social media. And I just feel like at this point um, in my career and where I'm at, I think that I just really like to brand myself as like overall and holistically as like a lifestyle digital content creator. Um, and so what that looks like for me is just being able to kind of share all aspects of my life and not 
try to pinpoint myself into like one type of like title because I know that I do have um, creative talents in many different avenues. Like I know if I wanted to pick back up YouTube tomorrow, like I can easily do that because I do have that skill. Um, and so I just think for me across all channels, whether it's my Instagram, Twitter, my blog or whatever it is that I do, I think I just like to, um, kind of bring all the different things that I do to my channel because I feel like that's how you can reach out to a broader audience, which I think is really important, especially if you're someone who doesn't want to fit inside this one box or title. Um, and so, yeah, I think for me, it's just holistically as a lifestyle. I don't even know if I'll call myself an influencer at this point, but just someone who's just like here to share like the good stuff. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Share the good stuff. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I know um, as of recently, you did start working at No The Zodiac as well. Yes. So I want to know, can you tell us a little bit more about that, your position, and honestly, what drew you to um, a platform like that? Yes. So for me, I absolutely love astrology. Like that is my thing. Um, and so with No The Zodiac, yes, I'm a Scorpio. Um, and my rising sign is Leo and then my moon sign is Aquarius. Um, so yes, <laughs> I love Capricorns. Um, but I would say what drew me to that was, well, she was actually one of my first clients that reached out to me saying that we need social media help. And she knew that I was really into astrology. Um, and so I just told her, well, Hey, like I just got laid off. So like, yes, I can help. And then she pretty much asked me like what my rates were. And at that point I'm like, rates, like, how do I even set these as a freelancer? Like this was literally like my first gig. Um, and so she pretty much just like helped me walk through that process and what it looks like to kind of set your rates and making sure that you are valuing your worth as a freelancer. Um, and so pretty much it just started from there. And I think for me, it didn't matter what kind of platform it was as long as it was something that aligned with what I was passionate about and knowing that I can tap into the social media and like content strategy. Um, I was like really, really open to that. And so a lot of the work that I do for her is just creating the social content calendars, um, creating graphics, creating astrology memes and doing newsletter design and just like really staying like super design heavy and creative in that aspect. So yeah. And I think that I really also want you to talk about too, because to me, it sounds like, you know, your journey as of lately has been you really tapping into what you love, your passion, and just the things that are important to you. So I know you went, you transitioned, like you said earlier, from a corporate setting now to honestly freelancing and doing the things that you love. So what advice could you give to people who are kind of in that, you know, especially like the graduation, mm -hmm. grad, all of those types of periods. And honestly, people who might be far out from that. But how would you say like you went about tapping into your truest potential? Mm -hmm. you're still, you know, doing those things. Like we, right. we tap, you know, closer and closer into our, our full form. But how do you feel like that journey was for you? I think for me, um, the journey was very scary. Like, I definitely will say that, especially, you know, getting laid off and then really not even knowing what's going to be next for you. Um, and so I would pretty much say that after getting laid off, I was pretty much in a time where I had to figure out, okay, Imani, what do you want to do? Do you want to work for another employer who could potentially like lay you off at any given time for whatever reason? 
Um, and I just said, absolutely not. Like, especially if, you know, my dream is to move to New York City, like, God forbid, I like, you know, moved here and I was like working for a company and then they laid me off and now I don't have money to pay my rent and do whatever the case may be. Um, and so I definitely told myself that I want to do, you know, whatever feeds me every day. And so just by taking that time, by like not working at all to just like every day stick to doing illustrations, doing animations, doing graphics, whatever the case may be. Um, and I said, how can I, you know, make money off of this? Because I know nowadays it's the age where like you can do that. So who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to network with? Who are my contacts? How can I like put this all together? Um, and so what I started doing was I just started emailing all the people that I knew that were kind of like in this space of social media who were looking to do their own startups or looking to do their own anything and just ask them, how can I be of assistance? Um, and you never know, like somebody could be looking to pay somebody. Someone could just be looking for an intern, but like everybody knows somebody and it's really all about who you know, which I think is really, really important now that I'm living in the city because I know a lot of people that are in high positions who really don't even have the skill, but they just know somebody who actually believes in them and they just, you know, make their way through that. Um, but it definitely is scary. And I know that, you know, moving to New York City was definitely like a long time dream of mine. And I can like tell you right now that literally the day that I decided to move to New York City, I was like so excited, like ready to just do it. And then after I like steal the deal, like I just started bowling my eyes out and I was just like doubting myself and telling myself that like this is the worst decision you ever made. And I just went through all of the emotions of like, being as high as I could possibly be to being as low as I could possibly be. And I think it's all about trying to find that balance. And sometimes for people, you may get laid off. Someone may be trying to like leave their corporate setting, but I think that you have to have a plan, whether you are working to save money in the meantime, and then take that leap of faith. But like, really, it's not all about just taking a leap of faith and thinking that everything is going to work out in your favor once you do, because it definitely is a grind. Even with all the clients that I do have now, like, although it's not nine to five, like sometimes it could be from 8am to three o'clock in the morning, like it's really all about just trying to kind of make it work for you. But it's definitely not easy. That's real. Yeah, because, like, I'm thinking about moving to New York, too, and I'm like, okay, like, now I'm scared because I don't want to work a traditional nine-to-five. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, but freelance work and, you know, being an influencer and a creator, like, yes, it could be lucrative, but it's also definitely unpredictable. So I'm really mm -hmm. glad that, like, you touched on that because it is important for people to know that, yes, this is a fun, it can be a fun lifestyle, mm -hmm. but it does require hard work. You know? Right. Like I definitely do have clients. So, you know, we have contracts, but like at any given time, they can say, hey, thank you for your services. But like we don't need you anymore. Um, and so you have to be able to know how to navigate those kind of conversations and what is going to be your backup plan. So, yes. Thank you, thank you. So what's the best piece of career advice that you've received thus far? Hmm. The best piece of career advice um i think let me go on my notes because i was just at a um wellness conversation with swiss beats like last week and he said something and i was like i need this he said okay. <laughs> no i really did um hold on and I love 
at a wellness conversation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, my With the Sad Girls Club, uh, we work with Dr. Jess. She is a psychiatrist um, in New York City. And so she is on our board of directors. And so she hosts these monthly, yes, Be Well Conversation series. Um, and so she's have had guests like ASAP Ferg, June Ambrose, Swiss Beats, and just a bunch of other people. And so I really just appreciate being able to have those kind of conversations um, with people that you may normally not get this kind of stuff from, you know, on the internet. So, Yes. I cannot, I cannot find this um, note. But basically what he was saying was um, if there is anything on the table that you are not having fun doing when you wake up every morning, like you just have to let it go. Um, and I think that we are moving into this space in life where Sometimes like the money just really doesn't matter. Like I think that we're moving into a space where people are starting to realize that their mental health and the work that they do has to feed them. Like they have to be happy every day. Cause if not, like, first of all, you're not even going to do a good job at the work that you're doing. And you're just going to feel like you're going through life, like not fulfilling your purpose. And I just feel like that is just a waste of time. Even Nipsey Hussle said that. So I'm just like, look, like all the signs are here that I just know that whatever I'm doing in life, like I have to be happy doing it. And I know that there are people right now who are, you know, stuck in, you know, jobs that they don't like, but I do know that it's important for you to be able to start creating a plan for you to get to that point. Or if you can't at the moment, like do whatever you love, like when you leave the office, like still be able to um, create the space for you to do something that, you know, makes you happy. Cause the more that you feed into that, the more that you can manifest that to be your like full-time reality. Manifestation. Yes. It's one thing to say that you want to do something. Mm -hmm. But it's also, it's important. Like you said, like, even if you don't have the means to say, like, oh, I just want to quit my job and work full time on my passion, my craft, that you take the time, you set aside time to, you know, actually work on the things that you love every day. And I think that is important because sometimes we can lose it. Mm hmm. And I think that's cool. Like, yeah, you tap that. You have to constantly like tap into what's important to you. Yes. Like I know so many of my friends say, I want to start my own business. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm just like, well, what are you doing right now? Cause right now all I hear is you talking about it, but what steps are you taking to actually like make this your reality? Because it can happen. Like it really can. And I think people fail to realize like the power that they really have to make something happen. Like if you truly believe in something and all of your actions are aligned with that, like there's no doubt that it's not going to happen for you. Like I have been saying for the past two years, I want to move to New York city, move to New York city, move to New York city. And all I've been doing is securing internships in the city, constantly traveling to the city and just doing everything that I can to put myself in this position. And for some people, it may take a really long time for it to actually manifest, you know, into the material world but like it will come eventually so yeah so i love that okay how do you how do you juggle it all because you have 10 million internships <laughs> so how are you juggling everything 
Wow, that is honestly like a real question for me. Um, I definitely would say um, between all of my clients taking care of my mental health and still just doing everything else, I think it's important to prioritize my work days, like kind of based on my clients, like who needs the most work out of me today. Um, and then I'll kind of just like do it that way. But even though I do, you know, freelance, I still do try to set you know, a timer for myself, like, hey, after six o'clock, after eight o'clock, like, I'm not doing no work, we're not scheduling no meetings, we're not doing none of that, we're not doing no edits, no drafts, none of that. So um, I think it's really important um, to kind of prioritize your time. And I think one great piece of advice that I've given myself was that um, do not let anyone steal your time and do not allow yourself to steal time from yourself. Like, if you say, hey, I'm going to work on this project like for an hour. And then after that, I'm going to go out and get some fresh air. Why are you getting out? Why are you going out and getting fresh air? Like you shouldn't be stopping at the store, going shopping, doing all that stuff, because now like you're stealing time away from, you know, the quote unquote time that's supposed to be for self-care. Um, and so I really think it's important to, you have to really, really be on top of every minute of the day, because I realized as a freelancer that like your time is your money. Like seriously, there is not enough hours in the day so you really have to be very strategic about what you are doing in that time frame definitely okay so what advice would you feel like you could give to freelancers out there like when it comes to time management time management when it comes to um getting clients you know when it comes to contracts rates all of those types of things yes i think the biggest thing for me that i'm struggling with the most right now is figuring out how to do my taxes because this is like a whole new thing for me and i think this is something that a lot of freelancers, especially freelancers of color, do not really realize. Um, and so I think it's when you start freelance, just know that whatever check you get, even though they could be paying you through PayPal, Cash App, whatever the case may be, just know that all that money is not yours from the start. Um, and I think one thing that I failed to do was when I started freelance, I didn't put any money aside. So like literally right now, I'm kind of like playing catch up and trying to put a lump sum of money away for my taxes. So that way, when I, you know, start to do my taxes on a quarterly basis, I'm kind of like caught up because that's the worst thing. You know, you don't want to play with the government. You want to play with nobody. <laughs> um, so, yes, I think when you start to think about taxes, now you can take into account what your rates are going to be, because now you have to think that that whole check and whatever rate you set, that's really not all yours. So you can say, I'm going to charge somebody $50 an hour. That's really more so like $35 an hour. Um, so you really have to be able to kind of take into account your state taxes, self-employment taxes, like all of that stuff. I think the logistical piece of freelance, you have to really get a good grip on before you start to kind of get into your flow about like setting up your contracts and getting all these gigs and getting all these clients um, and things like that. But definitely, you know, still do have fun with it because again, you are doing the work that you love, um, which is so great. And yes, lots of days are going to be tiring. You're going to keep doubting yourself, feeling like, let me just go back to nine to five. So when I leave the office, I could just let it go. Um, but yes, I definitely would say all those things to anyone who's looking to get into freelance um, or who currently is a freelancer and just need some guidance. If you know about your taxes already, then I guess another piece of advice I would say, um, what would I say? I don't know, I guess. Um, 
when people are coming to ask, you know, advice for you on how you did it, this, that, and the third, you don't always have to kind of tell someone, oh, like, we need to navigate out of these spaces that don't appreciate us and this, that, and the third, because not everybody is meant to be self-employed or to be an entrepreneur. Um, and I think that is a big theme right now. Like everyone's preaching, like work for yourself, work for yourself, leave corporate, leave corporate. But like, that's really not for everybody. Um, and if everybody was doing right, if everybody was doing that, then like we couldn't freelance because somebody needs the work to be done. You know what I mean? So I think it's really important for people to not kind of like spread that message in such a demanding way. You know, I'm all for, you know, girl boss and stuff like that, but you could still be a boss and do your nine to five. Like there really is nothing wrong with that at all. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so important because everybody's trying to, yeah, it's like a, a common theme now. Like, mm-hmm. Make everybody entrepreneurs. Like it's nothing wrong with being at a company if that's what suits you. Right. Your personality, mm-hmm. Innovative. So, yeah, I think that is important that, you know, when you do share your advice, those skills can be applied no matter what type of organization. Right. Like I know there's a bunch of, you know, ad agencies and things like that, that pretty much look for freelancers or just regular people who do the same thing that I'm doing. They're probably getting paid more than me because they have, you know, a bigger establishment. So it's like, it's really not all about trying to glorify this whole self-employed thing because, you know, everybody, you know, works at their own pace and it's beautiful to be able to see the, the differences and the complexities of everyone being able to just apply their skills. Definitely, definitely. Alrighty, so with all of this that is on your plate, um, or your plates, because you got <laughs> I want to know what keeps you motivated through the tough times, you know, days where you feel like, okay, I'm, I, I don't even want to get out of bed. Like, mm-hmm. what keeps you motivated? helps you wake up and honestly how do you care for yourself through those days as well yes um I think for me um a lot of people would the normal answer would be like my why is what makes me kind of get up out of the bed every morning and I think for me during that period of you know being laid off and just going through so much other stuff in my personal life Um, I just really have to think the world of like being able to design and just go into the digital space and just kind of like get away. And so I think for me, the same feeling that I got and feeling of relief that I got after creating something and just being able to see that aesthetically is what allows me to kind of get up out of bed and say, hey, like I feel really shitty, but like if I like, you know, draw my iPad or create this graphic for someone, like I know that I am doing a service for myself that's therapeutic and then also being able to produce amazing work for my clients. Um, and so being able to know that what I am giving is also being received, I think just allows me to get up every morning because I know that like there's someone out there that's like counting on me. One, to get the work done, but two, to just create like a meaningful experience and exchange between one another. Um, And I think another thing for me is like, now that I live in New York City, it's like, wow, like, it's just the thought that like, I actually made it and to just wake up in a whole new state, like what I've been dreaming like forever is just motivation in itself. Um, but I think what I would say prior to moving, um, to New York city, I think what woke me up every day, even when I really didn't feel like it, um, was just knowing that every day is another day for me to be 
kind and to be loving and to really just be able to spread those things in the world. Um, I feel like there's really not enough love and kindness out there at all, especially, you know, being on social media. Like I like to use my social media for positivity and stuff like that, but not everybody, you know, does that in the same way that I do. And so just knowing that there's somebody out there who could be feeling the same exact way about me, it's about me wanting to go out there and actually like share my story because I know that I could really be saving, you know, somebody else. And I remember I think it was like last year when I was like really heavily talking about my depression and like graduation and things like that. Like there was this girl that reached out to me and just told me that she was like really suicidal. And then like after me sharing my story on my blog and on my YouTube channel, like she just like legitimately said like, I am alive, like because of you. And I just feel like, you know, things like that just like never lost me. And I just have to realize that like, I truly am a light. And I think it's important for me to kind of spread my light to other people because you never really know what somebody else is going through. So you have to have gratitude um, for being able to wake up every morning. So I love that. Yeah, that is important because I even know for myself, like I got into a period of a time, like with my, especially with my depression, like I was mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. at all. And that like made me feel like I would beat myself up even more because I'm like, damn, like I'm not mm-hmm. like I'm not <laughs> trying to pay my bills, like I'm just sitting around. But it was like my depression had become so crippling that it was like mm-hmm. I can't. And I'm just like, is it that I can't or is it that I just I don't know. It was kinda like a weird yeah. place. It was like that's what made me happy. Creating mm-hmm. made me happy, but sometimes it can't yeah. be hard to get up and tell yourself Especially when you are dealing with depression. That's something that's so that's a Yeah, it is. And I think yeah, I think what I realize about depression is that I don't look at it as all bad anymore. I think of it as like my body is like really telling me to just stop. Like whatever you're doing, you need to stop. You need to take a break. You need to reflect on everything that you're doing and ask yourself, are you giving too much? Because really that's what it is. Depression to me is when I feel burnt out, when I have writer's block or creative block. Like that's really all of what happens to me when I am depressed. So basically um, the way that I kind of navigate, you know, moments of depression now is pretty much like, okay, that basically means that you just not going to work with your clients for X amount of time. And if your client cannot understand that, then they're not truly your client. Because at the end of the day, like we are all human beings and we all go through cycles of life. And if you can't understand that, then I truly don't want to work with you. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, some machine that just keeps giving and giving and give. I'm not a computer. Um, and I think a lot of people forget that, especially in, you know, the freelancing world, because it can be so taxing and so draining and very, very lucrative. Um, so people can only operate when they are at their, you know, highest and their best, you know, position in life. And so if you're not taking the time out, you know, for yourself to just breathe and step away, then that's when the burnout is going to come. And that's when you're going to start doubting yourself. And you just feel like the work that you're doing is like really shitty. And then you stop doing everything else. You stop taking care of yourself. And then that's when everything just comes crashing down. Um, So I think it's important to kind of try to get ahead of that as best as you can and take out as much time as you can on a daily basis for your self-care. It doesn't even have to be this luxurious type of experience. It can be, hey, like, I'm going to put this project aside. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to drink some wine. I'm going to actually cook a meal for myself or something. Or I'm just going to take a nap. Like, or I'm just going to masturbate and have an orgasm. Like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to really just, like, 
rejuvenate and like get back to myself. I think people forget that like you are the center of your world and you know, you have to be able to continue to feed your source and just keep in mind that you are your source and nobody else is. So. I love that. Especially like self-care is not just. Right. Mm -hmm. Literally self-care for me is, I'm going to watch a good show on Netflix. And I'm gonna watch right. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to turn my phone off or I'm going to journal or I'm just going to open up the window or take a walk outside. Honestly. <laughs> That's so important. So what's next? What do you have coming up this year? What projects are we coming out with? What, what events are we going to? Like what's up with you? Yes. Months, two, three months. Honestly, like the way that 2019 started for me, like the way everything just happened so fast, like I have no idea. I was projecting that I was going to move to New York City by like 2020 and it's already April and I'm just like, okay, so God just has so much more in store on this grandiose level that I just cannot even conceive right now. Uh, Right. But I think for me, um, what's coming next, I don't really know how concrete this is, but I'm just going to speak this into existence so that I can manifest it. Um, So pretty much I'm putting in a lot of thought into starting up my own newsletter design kind of agency, business, whatever the case may be. Um, I really, really enjoy doing newsletters and things like that. So I really want to see if I can be like the next best MailChimp or something like that. But yeah, so I think that's just what's coming up for me personally and my own ventures um, and really just getting into the world of content strategy and how it can be like the next best, I don't know. But yeah, um, aside from that, events that I'm going to, I'm still just going to keep going to Dr. Jess's um, Be Well Conversations. I'm probably going to try and watch TV more often because like, I feel like I'm just not in real life because I don't watch TV. So, um, yeah, I think those are some things that I got cooking up. Yes, yes. All righty. So where can the people find you? Because they're going to want to come find you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. I don't really use Snapchat, but um, you can find me on those platforms at Amani Rakia. That's A-M-A-N-I-R-A-K-E-I-A. Um, my website is actually down right now because I'm trying to figure out how I want to kind of rebrand my blog. I want to just say thank you so much um, for just bringing your light onto this podcast. I know um, the words that you said are definitely going to touch somebody and it definitely touched me. So I just want to let you know that I appreciate you so much for taking the time out to sit down and have a conversation with me. Oh, yes, of course, Nia. I love all the work that you do. You are such a light. And I know that once you graduate, like the world is not ready. Like this book, girl, come on. We're ready. We are ready. Take all of my coins, please. And thank you.